Hello, world. How y'all doing? How you feeling? How's life treating you? But more so, how are you treating life? This is your host, Threat Brown, for the Red Flag Podcast 1080. Today is Sunday. Today, Sunday, January 24th. This is Biblical Sunday. So the podcast break down certain scriptures in a good book. And we also cover a lot of inspirational things that come with spiritual diversity. So today's topic is going to be the lost tribes of Israel. And what does that mean? What does it stand for? When we hear the lost tribes of Israel, a lot of people are unclear on what that means and what it's truly about. So we're going to go through a little dialogue about breaking down what did Christ mean by the lost sheep, which is the lost sheep of Israel, and what is his duties for the lost sheep. We're also going to cover some of the basics of who are the people that will be considered those of the lost tribes of Israel or the lost sheep of Israel. So let's move forward and I appreciate y'all again. So let's get started. All right. So I'm back. So we're going to jump into the first book of John, John 10 verses 1 through 27. It may appear to be a long read, but when it comes down to what is important, this is going to be a great read and some information and content that a lot of us and a lot of you need to make sure that you're very familiar with. And as you read or listen to these scriptures that I share with you, it is also your responsibilities to make sure that you go back and do further research on this information. Reach out to other people that you are closer to that has probably a little more insight to the scriptures than you would. So that way you can get a better clarity on content that you've been listening to here on the red flag podcast 1080 so moving into the book of john this is in the new testament so john 10 verses 1 through 27 truly truly i say to you he does not enter by the doors into the fold of the sheep but climbs up some other way he is a thief and a robber but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hears his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger, they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were, which he had been saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is the hired hand and not a shepherd who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them up and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned with the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own knows me. Even as the father knows me, I know the father and I lay down my life for my sheep. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will hear my voice and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my father. A division occurred again among the Jews because of these words. 
Many of them were saying, he has a demon and is insane. Why do you listen to him? Others were saying, these are not the sayings of a demon possessed. A demon cannot open the eyes of the blind, can he? And that time, the feast of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple, portico of Solomon. The Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you did not believe. The works that I do is of my Father's name. These I testify of him. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So when you're reading through this, it's a lot that you can probably unpack and it's a lot that can be probably overwhelming. And one of the things that I want to pull out of here is that when Christ said, when Christ spoke about the hired hand, the hired hand to me in modern times would be anybody who claims to be responsible for our communities, responsible for our youth, responsible for our elders, responsible for the situations that the children of the most higher in. We are the sheep, the hired hand or people who can care less, poverty pimps, people who establish nonprofit organizations for the benefit of saying that they are the overseers and the contributors to a broken community. Yet they do not really obtain the the integrity to make sure that they can really do the true fight on behalf of those who are lost and those who are incapable of providing and supporting themselves. That's why when tragedy hits or when some hardship hits, those are the type of people who are like, well, if I'm not being paid to do the job, then I just won't do the job. You're going to pay me to do this. Those are people who do not literally care about the seed are young people. They don't care to a degree of doing this as a a contribution on behalf of the spirit or a contribution on behalf of the works of good deeds. They do these things because it's an opportunity for them, for them to collect a payroll or a paycheck. So it's important for you to know that. And then Christ also went further to say that there's other who are not of his fold. And when he's speaking about his fold, he's talking about the tribe of Judah. So the tribe of Judah is Christ's literal, his literal circle of people. Those are his nations. And the other ones who are not directly of his fold, those that become the other lost sheep are the other lost tribes of Israel. And I'm about to break those down to you too, so that way we're on the same page. Uh, so understand who the good shepherd is and understand the role and the, the commitment and the duties of the good shepherd. The good shepherd loves his people and he would do anything for his people. Look at all of our past leaders and people who have stood up for the sake of uh, us as a people and us as a nation of people. Um, it's important for us to recognize how do we identify a good shepherd in today's time? Anyone who's willing to literally die for their people uh, and not just their immediate family, but willing to die for the sanity and the dignity of their people that's willing to lay their lives down for those who are unable to lay the, uh, uh, stand up on their own two feet. That is the good shepherd. And he does things in that fashion and no seeking of rewards to come from the people in, I mean, directly because his benefits come to him indirectly on behalf of the blessings that come from the most high. So if you're ever the type of person who's a caregiver or a provider, or if you are a mentor, or if you are an advocate in, advocate in community, if you're someone who represents the marginalized population, if you are an ally of those who are impoverished and marginalized, 
your role then is taken up as the good shepherd. So you're either in hired hand or you are the good shepherd for the people. It's your responsibilities to uh, identify yourselves as who you are. Those who enter into the gate in other ways, those are people who are cunning. They lie to get their positions. They scam and they hustle to make sure that they can obtain that space to be the, uh, the sheep herder of those that are lost. So it's all about manipulation and deception that these people win you over. Like when you look at your presidents and you look at your the city councils and your politicians, when you look at these people, these people will tell you everything that you need to know in order that you follow them in regards to the path that they say that they paid for you in order for you to have a better opportunity. And when the thing hit the fan and they don't really step up for you, then you start to acknowledge the fact that these are the hired hands. These words that I'm sharing with you guys is very important. And I think that you should strongly take them into consideration. And again, further the research so that way you don't become lost or more lost than what we are considered to be at this particular time. A few other things that I'm going to break down when we talk about so what is not a sheep or what is one that is not of the lost tribes of Israel? You'll hear Christ speak a lot about, you'll hear Christ speak a lot about Gentiles. And there's a multiple different levels of Gentiles and what Gentiles are and what their roles are. But one of the scriptures that I'm going to read for you right now is in the book of Matthews, chapter 10, verses 5 through 6. Christ said, these 12 sent forth and commanded them saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So when they speak about the lost sheep being scattered abroad, Christ is telling his disciples to go not into the way of the Gentiles, nor enter into the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So that means that me as a black man identifying with the tribe of Judah, my role is to go and find out where are these lost sheep. And then we're going to break down who will be considering now in modern days the lost sheep. Who do they identify as as of today? Uh, it's very important for us to understand that it's more so important for you to retain this information and be able to furtherly and truthfully educate your seed and your youth and your family and those that you love and care for within your own household. Because if you are responsible for someone that's beneath you, then you are the shepherd and you must be the good one. Don't be the hired hands. A hired hands is a person who have problems within their structure, but pass off their issues to someone else in hopes that they would help them. But it seems it says right here in the scriptures that the hired hand will run and allow the sheep to be attacked by the wolves and the wolf will scatter the sheep. Look at the violence that take place with our kids today. That's because we have a lot of these influencers, whether it be rappers or entertainers. Those are hired hands because those people speak in a way that make us believe that they are guidance, their guidance in regards to our youth. And they are guidance. But it's that these people are leading our young people into the wrong direction and not just our young youth. They're also leading my peers and those that are older to so all of our older individuals. You lost your good shepherdness. You know, so you should relocate and refine that so that way I can look to my elders and really find confirmation and I can look towards my my elders and find uh, common grounds on how to create the foundation for the next generation to come forth. Uh, we have to be willing to work with each other. And again, I'm going to read this before I close out on Matthew 10, 5 through 6. Uh, Christ sent forth the 12 disciples and said to them, go not into the way of the Gentiles, go not into the way of the Gentiles. That means do not go and do not become how Gentiles are. We'll break down what Gentiles are in the long run, but in a nutshell, Gentiles are anyone that is not Jew or Hebrew. Everything outside of Hebrews are considered Gentiles. Um, and enter not into the cities of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
And who are those people? And we'll get to that for real. So Ephesians 4, 17 through 19. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understandings, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that that, that is in them. Due to their hardness of heart, they have become calluses and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. So those things is very important for a person to understand why Christ said, go not the way of the Gentiles. And then he also gets to breaking down what is the role of the Gentiles. Now, when you understand who the Gentiles are in the good book, the good book will tell you that the Gentiles are important because they will serve you. They will plow the way. They will, they will do what you tell them to do. That is the role of the Gentiles in the long-term aspect of everything. But when we look outside now, then we can see the Gentiles are in more controls of everything. So as Hebrews that came here on slave ships, it tells you go not the way of the Gentiles uh, and nor go not the way of the Gentiles, their practices, which is their traditions, their holidays, their celebrations, the things that they create. These are the things that we're not supposed to be a part of. So if you're saying that you're a child of the most high and you say that you are a believer in Christ God himself, then how is it that you can believe in Christ himself and say that you're a child of the most high, yet you contribute to these uh, celebrational traditions that we were told to not partake in? This is the main reasons why when Moses came down with the Ten Commandments and he seen his people, which was the Hebrews, Hebrews, Israelites, the Jews, he seen his people engaging with the Gentiles and orgies and celebrating their traditions and worshiping idols and doing all of these different things. And that infuriated, that, that, that made Moses furious about their engagements. And he went back. And when you recognize uh, who is these laws, the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments was not for all of mankind per se. The Ten Commandments were for the people that Moses went to Pharaoh and told Pharaoh to release his people, which were Hebrews and Israelite individuals. They wasn't white. They wasn't Mexicans. They wasn't Jamaicans. They wasn't anything of that nature. Those were seeds of the tribe of Israel, of Judah. So those are the people that was in captivity. When we start to narrow down the aspects of who were the people that Pharaoh said, let, who were the people that Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go? And when, when Moses was walking around with these groups of people throughout the desert for 40 years, those were the Hebrews. Those were the chosen people that Christ, I mean, that the Most High has set aside for himself. So don't lose sight of the truth of that. The Hebrews are the chosen people. The Ten Commandments were for the tribes of Israel and more so for the tribe of Judah. So when we start to take it down to a further aspect and we start talking about so who are the lost tribes in modern day? Now, I have a, a picture here, but you can't see it. But I'm going to break down who are these 12 tribes of Israel and who would those people be today? So, again, when you hear the Bible speaks of 144,000 people that would align in the coming of Christ, they would, they would uh, align themselves in a form for battle because those are the people that would go the distance for Christ when he returns. Uh, these people are... And these are also ones that are considered the lost sheeps of Israel. So the tribe of Reuben, these are your Abernesian Australian people. There's the Sim Indians. So if you know who the Sim Indians or the Australian people are, um, the Aborigine people, these are the people from the tribe of Reuben. Okay, so be mindful of that. So now all of these people that we're talking about as far as the tribes of Israel, they would all be considered Hebrews. 
they would all be considered from that tribe of Hebrew. These are the, the uh, lost sheep of Israel, right? So again, Reuben, which is the Aborigine, Aborigine people, the Australians or the Sam Indians, uh, the Simeons, which is Dominicans. So anyone who identified themselves as Dominican, you are from the tribe of Simeon. So that is your tribe of people. So granted, we are all considered to be the same because we're all uh, from Hebrew origin, your tribe amidst the Hebrew origin is people of Simeon. You are the Dominicans, the Levites. The Levi people are Haitians. Now, the extent of these go more, more for advanced, but I'm just giving you the identity of the ones that will be modern day right now. So the way it gives you at least a good segue of when you see a person, you can identify when the Bible is speaking about the tribe of Levi, then he's more so speaking about the modern day Haitian people of today. Uh, when you look at the Zebulon people, these are your, your so-called Panamanians of the day. So if you're a Panamanian origin and you consider to be a, from Panama, then your tribe is the Zebulon tribe. So you're the lost tribe of Israel, but your tribe is the tribe of Zebulon. So it's important for you to know who you are. So that when you start to unpack your, your cultural beliefs of who you are, then you know that your nation of people are from the tribe of Zebulon. Ephraim. Ephraim are your modern-day Puerto Ricans. So if anybody said that they're Puerto Rican, then they're from the tribe of Ephraim. Granted, these are all the lost tribes of Israel that's been scattered abroad. So these is more so all Hebrews that are scattered abroad. You get what I'm saying? So take note to that truth of that. And as you hear your nation of people uh, that I'm speaking about right now, please take into consideration and, and embrace your identity and embrace who you are and embrace everything that comes along with that because you are a special people too. Don't ever get that twisted. And this is for people that consistently pick up the Bible and read the Bible, but they don't break the Bible down in a context that is very clear to them. So while everybody in their mama is representing this book, you're not finding your identity, nor do you know who your nation of people is or your tribe of people. Is the reason why we're doing this book, this, uh, this podcast for the tribe of Israel right now. The Manasseh, tribe i might be pronouncing that right but the manasseh tribe is the cubans so if you're a modern day cuban then that is your tribe when you're reading through the book the bible and you hear this name being presented then you know that the bible is talking about the so-called cubans of today and anybody that correlates with the the origin of cubans um uh, the Napatali, which is Hawaiians, your Polynesians, your Pacific Islanders, your tribe of people is from the tribe, the Napatali tribe. So it's important for you to know that when the Bible speaks about the people of Napatali, or when it speaks about that origin of people and what punishments or what blessings come to your people, then you would understand who you are when the good book speaks about you. The nation of Gad, the tribe of Gad is the so-called North American natives, the indigenous people of North America. So those that people call Indians, which is an insult. And I don't even know why Indians would accept somebody to call them Indians when you're just literally natives and uh, you're not Indian people. So for you to just be proud of that, uh, that's the psychological evaluation that you need to be doing for yourself and reclaim your identity because they stripped it from you. You're thinking that you're Indians and you're not. You're natives and you're indigenous to the North American territory. So understand that and then you can probably do more for yourself in that aspect. So the tribe of Asher. Asher is your South and Central Americans. So whatever it is, it's your Brazilians, your Chile people, um, Guamanian, I believe. So any South and Central Americans, this is the tribe that you follow in the tribe of Asher. So be mine for the Issacore. Those are your modern day so-called Mexicans. So whenever you see Mexicans and the Bible speaks about Issacore, he's talking about 
uh, Mexicans of today's times. So these is who those people would have been in, in the good book back in their times. And then the tribe of Benjamin, the Benjamin tribe are your Jamaicans and your West Indians. So that goes back to say that when we bring up somebody like, um, Camilla Harris. I'm using her because she's one of the most prolific people right now with this same connotation. She's from Jamaica origin and the West Indies. Her tribe is the tribe of Benjamin. So she's a Benjamin tribe member. Okay. So it doesn't take away from her being culturally corrected in this aspect of us as people from the, the lost tribes of Israel, the lost sheeps of Israel. So I'm not taking that part away from her. You know, I'm just saying in general, categorize people in correlations to where they belong when it comes to these readings of the scriptures. The scriptures is telling you who these people are. The Benjamin people are your so-called Jamaicans and your West Indians of today. Research that. And the reason why that's important, because we come to the last and final one, the tribe of Judah, which is the so-called black people of America, the African-Americans of North America or anywhere, anywhere in the world. If you are considered uh, black, like so, like my people, African-Americans, and you're from the tribe of Judah. And so out of all of these people that I've just listed and named, when you read through the good book, the good book tells you that though I have created all of these nations, I still choose these people as a possession of my own. And he was saying that though he's created the Rubens and the Simeons and the Levi's and the Zebulons and the Ephraims and the Manasseh, the Napatali, the Gad, Asher's and Issachar, the Benjamins, he created all of those and outside of all of those, he picked the tribe of Judah as a treasured possession of his own. And he says that I favor you over all the nations on the face of the planet. So that's important for people to know. And this is why it's so critical for me to be direct when I say do not categorize my people with everybody because of skin content. Because according to the scriptures, we are set aside amongst all nations on the planet. And that's not what I say. That is what the scriptures are saying. So if the scriptures are saying it, and you are people that say that you believe in the scriptures, then you have to take this into correlation and consideration and not exclude it from the conversation. The facts are my people are a chosen people and it should be seen as that. My people are chosen people and I will produce it as that. I'm not here to say that I'm better than the next person, nor am I here to say that other people are beneath me. But when you read through that Bible, as loyal as you say that you do, understand the categories of these people that you are reading. You remember that old school song, Father Abraham had many sons and many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them. And so are you. So when you read that song of Abraham, it's talking about the seed of Abraham, the children of Abraham. Then it breaks down into Isaac and the seed of Isaac is Jacob and Esau. So it becomes a variety of different nations. And these nations that I've just listed off, those 12 tribes are the tribes that stem from Abraham's loins. They came from Abraham's descendants. I mean, from the, these are the descendants of Abraham. So when you understand it, if you're not one of these names that I just called on here, or if your origin of culture doesn't align with one of those uh, uh, tribes that I've just listed, then you need to figure out who you are in, in regards to uh, your position in the Bible that you want to read. Just because you feel that you're reading, it's important for you to also understand what you are reading. Because even though you read and you're not reading with full understanding, then it doesn't mean that your faith is amounted to anything. That just means that you hope that what you do carry and how you do present yourself is enough. And sometimes it's just not enough. You need to know exactly what it is that you're dissecting and you, you're unpacking. Even as I share this stuff with you guys now, I'm about to go back, re-listen to this and share it out 
to myself. So that way I'm more familiar. And then I reach out to my sources and get more clarity on things that I feel like I would want have more to have more clarity on. This is my spiel, man. Today's topic of Biblical Sunday. I'm doing this every Sunday at six o'clock. Okay. It's in the six o'clock central time. You get what I'm saying? And so if it was uh Pacific time, then it will be four o'clock Pacific time. I mean, yeah, Pacific time. And if it was uh Eastern time, then it would be five o'clock Eastern time, because I believe the East Coast is an hour ahead of us. But it'll be seven o'clock Eastern time. So I appreciate y'all tapping in, man. Uh, keep doing your research. Keep reading. Read this and listen to this audio again. So that way you have an identity of who these people are. And if your culture falls into this, then you know that when the Most High speaks about the lost sheep that are scattered abroad, and then when you hear him tell his disciples, go not the way of the Gentiles, nor enter into the city of the Samaritans, Go rather for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then you are the ones that he's talking about for me to make a relationship with and go out and seek out these people. Uh, because we are one of the same. However, even amidst the multiple multitudes of us being the same in similarity, there's still the nation and the tribe that, it, that, that each one of our ethnics uh, represent. So, you know, that's my spiel, man. And we'll talk more about this in the long run. But my next Sunday topic is going to be about dear Esau. This is my twin brother. And so that way you guys is clear and you can start doing some of your research between now and next Sunday. But, you know, as far as black people go, you know, black people and white people, according to scriptures, we come from the same womb. Isaac and Rebecca had two twins, Esau and Jacob. So this issue that we have today, it's not about a race war because we're one of the same people. It's about a birthright. It's about a inheritance. So it's more so of a family feud. So even amongst these 12 tribes that we've named, Jacob and Esau both stem from the same womb of Rebekah and Isaac. And so I, I can't forget that. And I won't ignore that. I feel that in order to dismantle a situation, we have to meet it exactly where it's at and not just create a scenario or create an issue like a race war. This is not about race. This is about family. This is a family quarrel because the scriptures also said that he told Rebecca that in your womb, there's already two nations divided. These are two brothers that will grow to hate each other. That's my spiel. Red Flag Podcast 1080. I appreciate y'all tapping into my biblical Sundays. Also stay tuned for my business Fridays, my meditation on Mondays, and my Saturday night lives. I love y'all to the max, man. Stay, stay hydrated and stay enthused with learning. Seek knowledge so that way you can understand. And when you understand, you can teach knowledge so that way that you see can understand. That's my time.